Hi, and thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm your host, Nicole. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. Welcome back. Today we will be reviewing The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. This will be our non-spoilers episode. Ernst Albright, a former POW, comes home from the Vietnam War a changed and volatile man. When he loses yet another job, he makes an impulsive decision. He will move his family north to Alaska, where they will live off the grid in America's last true frontier. 13-year-old Lenny, a girl coming of age in a tumultuous time, caught in the riptide of her parents' passionate, stormy relationship, dares to hope a new land will lead to a better future for her family. She is desperate for a place to belong. Her mother, Cora, will do anything and go anywhere for the man she loves, even if it means following him into the unknown. At first, Alaska seems to be the answer to their prayers. In a wild, remote corner of the state, they find a fiercely independent community of strong men and even stronger women. The long, sunlit days and the generosity of the locals make up for the Albrights' lack of preparation and dwindling resources. But as winter approaches and darkness descends on Alaska, Ernst's fragile mental state deteriorates and his family begins to fracture. Soon the perils outside pale in comparison to the threats from within. In their small cabin covered in snow, blanketed in 18 hours of night, Lenny and her mother learn the terrible truth. They are on their own. In the wild, there is no one to save them but themselves. So The Great Alone is kind of a historical fiction that's set in the 70s, just after the Vietnam War. Um, That is touched on. There's a few other real-world events that you kind of hear about that really adds to the authenticity of this book. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how real-world events are weeded in to this book, and so subtly, but it just like really makes you feel like you're in that time period for sure. Yeah. If you could describe the book in three words, what three words would you use? The first word that popped out to me when thinking of this book was adventure. It's a very adventurous read and Mm -hmm. you're in Alaska and they have a lot of sort of having to... They are homesteading, so they have to like build everything and do everything. And I think you would have to have an adventurous spirit in order to accomplish what they accomplish in this book. Definitely. So that's definitely the first thing that jumps into my mind. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that jumps into my mind is sort of the how poignant the book is. Mm-hmm. I found it very poignant. But that... Yeah. No, (laughs) I found it very (laughs) poignant, (laughs) but like that goes, I would say second to the adventure for sure. Cause I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of perseverance as well that Mm -hmm. people have to kind of go through and Mm -hmm. 
yeah i don't want to say too much because as we said this is a non-spoiler but yeah. that's just a word that kind of comes to mind when i think of i think another word that comes to my mind is survival mm-hmm. and and not yes. just not just in when i think of survival i immediately think of like the most basic survival that you can think of yeah right there's that there's a yeah survival but there's some other survival too word. yeah mm-hmm. it's it got it has layers it's like yes it means survival in probably the most basic sense that everyone would think of but definitely more to it than that it goes deeper yeah mm-hmm. yeah no that was a perfect word <laughs> i have read this book twice well I've read it once, and the second time I went through it, I listened to it as an audiobook. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by the narrator's depiction of everyone and all the characters. I found her voice very easy to listen to. Um, but when I read it the first time, I, I found the experiences a little bit different. You notice mm. different aspects of the book, or at least I did particularly the descriptions of scenery for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I'm currently listening to a book that I have previously read and different things are jumping out at me. So to read a physical book and to listen to an audio book, there really are like noticeable differences in what kind of stand out in that Mm -hmm. experience. I also listened to this as an audiobook. Like I didn't read it as a physical book. I only listened to it as an audiobook. And I also really enjoyed the narration of it and found the person who was narrating it to have like a lovely way of kind of presenting each character and giving a slight different inflection for each character so that you could yeah. tell like who was speaking. And it was an incredibly enjoyable experience to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I could see it being a very different, but also very wonderful experience to read the physical book as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always find it so interesting that depending on the way that you consume the story, how different elements stand out. Mm -hmm. I was going to say more, but then I realized it would be a spoiler. So I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know it can be so hard not to, uh, especially in, in a book like this, where it's like, it's so easy to want to talk about all the great things that happen in it. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of speaking of the different characters and uh, how they were presented in the audiobook, the characters themselves are fantastic characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are so many wonderful characters in the story. And they, each of them feels so real. They feel like they could be a real person who we could run into I think that Kristen Hanna, she's so incredible at creating these very realistic, relatable, admirable, and sometimes not so admirable characters. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. When you're creating realistic characters, they're not always going to be admirable characters. People are very flawed and she writes flawed individuals very beautifully. Mm Mm-hmm. Very, I would say she writes them very, you know, like compassionately because mm-hmm. although you're viewing certain characters through a lens where you're obviously maybe not supposed to like them, mm-hmm. there's also a certain amount of understanding you have to their behavior as well. Yes. Yes. No, she's very empathetic towards each of her characters and 
I think it makes the book even more enjoyable because you're not rooting against anyone necessarily because you are understanding where they're coming from. And I think Mm -hmm. that can be very hard to do when you are, when you have a character who is quite unlikable Mm -hmm. to make the reader understand that they're not a likable character while still feeling compassion for them. I can't imagine that's an easy task. I found that in particular with this book, in particular with one character, I I found that her her depiction of this character was so masterful in the way that at first, you know, you feel so compassionate, but as time goes on, and I think this is intentional, as time goes on, perhaps you're not feeling quite so compassionate anymore. So Mm -hmm. I just thought that was done in such an incredibly masterful way. I have huge respect for the author and her depiction of all of the characters and all of their stories in this one story. Mm -hmm. Yes, because the characters themselves are very different. Like Mm -hmm. you're getting a character who has mental health and addiction issues that they're working through. You have another character who's kind of navigating a toxic relationship. And furthermore, you have a character who's kind of a coming of age. And to do all three of those in such a beautiful way and like, so that you feel like, you know, each character and Mm -hmm. like you said, compassion, empathy towards each of those characters, despite how very different all of their kind of journeys are. Mm -hmm. There are many different themes in this story. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first read the book, I don't know why it could have been my own frame of mind at the time, but I didn't, notice the themes of domestic violence it's just ridiculous because it's a huge theme in this book but I didn't Mm -hmm. note like I didn't find it as prominent when I was reading it I think I was so distracted by the other elements of the book such as the like survival in a harsh environment um I'm I'm really into survival so that was something that I really read I'm not sure if maybe I skipped through some of those (laughs) scenes Mm -hmm. or not I can't recall but again like the domestic violence and trauma, it really stood out to me when I was listening to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. You can't skip when you're reading an audiobook. You have to listen to it all, right? So it's like, <laughs> and those were really well depicted. Um, mm-hmm. There's also one of the themes that plays a huge role in this book is the isolation. Yes. Yeah, and in some ways it pairs with the domestic violence, but also it pairs with that survival wilderness Mm -hmm. aspect. So it kind Mm -hmm. of has a twofold in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a huge theme of community in this Mm -hmm. story. Uh, There's themes of family. You get to experience many different types of families, structures in this Mm -hmm. book. Um, Coming of age is, I would say, almost the main kind of overarching theme of the book. Um, I agree. But in some ways, you almost, it's like almost like a subtle overarching theme that some of the other themes kind of are at the forefront a bit more, Yeah, at least for me. But then when you look back at the book and really think about it as a whole, you kind of put together that, that coming of age story that was sort of the umbrella of it. Yeah, that's exactly, you put that really well. That's exactly how I feel about it because mm-hmm. all of those other themes that I mentioned previously definitely take the spotlight in a more obvious way. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. when you're when you're reflecting back on it, you're like, yeah, that was a coming of age story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as you kind of briefly touched on, depending on where you're at in your life as an individual person and what experiences you've had, you're going to get something different out of this book. And if you're someone who has personal experience with any of the themes, obviously those are going to be more obvious to you and stand out to you and have more impact. Yeah, totally. Lots to get out of this book for sure. Yeah. There was also a theme of uh, death, well, themes of death and grief. And I thought Mm -hmm. those were done really, really well because that is not always done well. (laughs) But Kristen Mm -hmm. Hanna, if she's going to write about that, she's going to do it in a very respectful, mature and insightful way. Mm-hmm. I was actually just thinking of that exact same word, respectful. Every theme that she touches on, she does in a respectful way. So I'm glad yeah. that you mentioned that. <laughs> so as we've mentioned, The Great Alone is set in rural Alaska. Almost the wilderness of Alaska, we could say. And mm-hmm. I had mentioned in our spoilers episode or our, our big discussion episode um, that the setting is almost a character on its own. Mm -hmm. It's like an entity and it can be there. I think I mentioned this in the other episode too. It can be kind of a villain in the story, but it can also be the hero. Mm -hmm. Um, It, it's something that they're constantly sort of fighting against, but also take great solace in. So it's, it's a super, inc- I find it incredible, the way that she made the setting come so alive. Mm-hmm. The descriptions of the places are so beautiful. They bring to mind such a fantastic visual mm-hmm. that myself as a hiker and having not been to Alaska, but in mountainous places, uh, her descriptions were so, I felt accurate and realistic, but also almost poetic. Mm-hmm. And it, I did some research on this and Kristen Hanna actually lived in Alaska and has been going to Alaska for most of her life. And they actually met a, her and her family actually met a homesteading family up there. So she actually has a lot of personal experience in this setting, uh, which I think really helped lend authenticity to the book because she knew what she was talking about in a much more intimate way than you would if you were just kind of imagining how it would be. Yeah. No, and I think that some books, you can kind of take the story and put it almost anywhere and the story itself will still be the same. But this book, it's like you probably can find very few places you could take the plot of the story and put it in a different setting and it would work the same. Like mm-hmm. just the setting itself, as you said, is such a huge part of the actual story and how the story unfolds that it would be hard to remove it from the story and it be the same story. Like it would be impossible, I think, to remove yeah. the setting and it be the same story. Alaska is an incredible setting for a story because not only is it extraordinarily beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's also incredibly dangerous and harsh. So mm-hmm. 
I think as a setting for a story, especially one with complicated themes that she addressed in this book, it was just such such an incredible, adventurous setting for everything that happened. And like mm-hmm. you said, it couldn't have happened somewhere else in the world. Like it sort of needed to happen in Alaska. Yeah. And the setting itself almost in a way mirrors the story and well, at least one of the themes of the story. And you can kind of see the similarities between the beauty and the harshness of the setting and then the beauty and the harshness of some of the aspects of the the story. Wow. (laughs) That was a really good comparison. So, And I'm sure it was very intentional. (laughs) (laughs) The story itself progresses and flows in such a natural way without overly giving away anything Mm -hmm. of sort of what's to come in the story. You find yourself asking what will happen next, still being surprised by the turn of events, Mm -hmm. and then feeling as though everything that happened was meant to be. It was just such a beautiful way for the story to kind of surprise you while still setting you up for those surprises not to feel like they don't make sense. Like everything fit together so nicely without giving anything away too early. Yeah, completely. Um, There were some points in the story where I felt quite frustrated and I'm sure other Mm -hmm. readers do too. And I think that was completely intentional. And then the way that things ended up concluding when you look back on it you're like yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and yeah again I feel quite realistic yes Mm -hmm. not nothing in the story ever felt as though it's like that couldn't possibly happen like Mm -hmm. it's very grounded in reality so much so that it could definitely have been a true uh, like a memoir of sorts yeah. Uh, but as, as far as I know, it is not. It's just a made up. I think even the town is a made up town. Like all mm-hmm. of it is just fiction, but it is so grounded in reality that it feels as though it could be someone's actual experience. Yeah. What I found really interesting as well, because I read it, I read originally read the book like many years ago. This is before like the pandemic happened. And then mm-hmm. when we decided to review it on the podcast, I listened to the audiobook to refresh my memory. And I realized like there's also some elements of extremism in this book. And I found that uh, really resonates with, honestly, with today's sort of the fallout of the pandemic. There's some like serious extremism going on in our world. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was so interesting that this book that was written before all that really kind of, it kind of mirrors kind of a lot of stuff that's going on today. Mm -hmm. I think that speaks to human nature and how people react in certain situations Mm -hmm. when people are put in kind of more high stress environments and they feel as though things are being taken from them. They're going to react in predictable ways. Yeah. And I think that that it just speaks to people, humans and how we, interpret and react to the world around us. I'd I'd also like to mention that I really, really love the sort of themes of strong feminine energy in this book. Mm -hmm. 
the strong women and then the fact that the main character is a young woman who's coming of age and I just if you like a book about or well not about but has strong women in the community supporting each other and Mm -hmm. coming of age a young woman coming of age as well on top of that I think you'd probably really enjoy this book yeah for sure and it's not done in such a way where that's the focus it just is it's just mm-hmm. a natural part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to be a... No. Women are so strong. It's just no. trying to be a good story. And that just happens to be the main character's yeah. identity. Yeah. And it, it flows and it doesn't feel forced. It just, it just, it's just really well done. Again, I can't say yeah. that enough. No, it is a fantastic book. And I think, honestly, this is probably one of my favorite books that I've read this year. Mm -hmm. And I am really into kind of more high fantasy right now. It's just something that I've been kind of drawn to. Mm -hmm. So to step out of that world and into something so completely different and to just be as in love with it and be as captured and mesmerized by it, it can be tricky sometimes, I think, for other genres to compete with the fantastical worlds of high fantasy. Yeah. This was incredible. It was absolutely wonderful. And I think if you're someone who only typically reads more high fantasy books and like isn't as into just kind of more grounded and reality types of stories, I think that this could be something that could change people's minds about reading more, I guess, realistic. I think that if you come from really loving high fantasy and you're not, like you said, you're not super interested in, in reality fiction. I don't know quite mm-hmm. <laughs> Just regular fiction. General fiction. General fiction. I think that the setting of this book alone, having like being in the wilderness of Alaska is such a different setting to be in that mm-hmm. it almost feels kind of fantastical in and of itself. So mm-hmm. there's that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit otherworldly, even though it is part of our world. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that this review was helpful in your decision whether you are going to read The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna or not. We both obviously very much enjoyed it and couldn't say enough good things about it. But other than that, if you would wish to see our big, deep discussion synopsis episode, you can go ahead and look for that when it's out. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for joining us and we hope to see you next time. Bye for now. Bye.